How do I do this again? Hello, my pork chops and applesauce. This is your fruitiest of loops, Matthew Sanborn Smith and his Robert Plant's Lemon Squeezings Beware the Hairy Mango. Holy shit, this is the latest show ever. And by that, I mean the newest. Oh, also, it was supposed to come out more than 10 months ago. That's right, it's the May 30th, 2015 show. You totally thought I'd leave you hanging, didn't you? Well, I did, for almost a year. Of course, unless episode 289 comes out tomorrow, it's going to break the record for latest mango. Here's a hint, it ain't gonna come out tomorrow. So earlier this week, I was going to post a mango update saying where I am with the shows and why things haven't come out. Then I figured you'd rather just have me keep working on legitimate shows rather than updates. And besides, I fell asleep before recording that update. Anyway, here's what I was going to say, mostly. I am feverishly writing Mucho Mango Mayo scripts in the precious little time I have outside of my full-time job, my part-time job, work that has to get done around the house, and three hours a day of fucking around on Facebook. James Weber and Mr. Arm are waiting for their personalized episodes, which are taking longer than I thought they would because I'm waiting for the right ideas to come to me. Thank you for your patience, guys. Like you have a choice. We're also waiting on two donors to tell me what they want in their episodes, so those will happen eventually. Maybe years from now. I have not forgotten that I still owe you one more show from last year's Mucho Mango Mayo on top of the 31 shows for this year's Mucho Mango Mayo. This is all just to say I haven't forgotten any of you, and I'm working as diligently as I can, which, let's be honest, isn't very diligently compared to the average Jose. But I am working, and none of us will be surprised if everything, yes, everything, is maddeningly late. But enough of making excuses for what's happening now. Let's start making excuses for what's about to happen. Today's story is all about what happens when you can't crawl away from typecasting, especially when your keyboard has broken its leg. If you believe in starving a fever and feeding a broken limb, you may refer to your oak trees when you scream, let them eat everything. Let them eat everything by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Joey Cakemaker went into cake making because everybody heard his name and asked him to make them a cake. He got really good at it. He could pretty much make a magnificent cake while brushing someone else's teeth. But he started to resent the rest of the world for putting him in this awkward position. Was this really how he wanted to spend the rest of his time on Earth? Making fucking cakes? He had talent. He was driven. He was a genius, as anyone who had eaten his trigonometry cake could co-sign off on. Joey decided he would cure cancer. And he did. To him, it was a piece of cake. When the president awarded him the National Cancer Curing Medal, they only had to make one, he felt like he had really done something with his life. The president even wanted to speak to him privately after the ceremony. Joey got nervous. He thought he'd already done the biggest thing there was, but this was the president. Maybe he'd ask Joey to cure nuclear weapons. The pres took Joey outside the Oval Office so they could speak privately in the cylindrical foyer. The president got a serious look on his face. Joey gulped. The president said, Hey man, could you make me some cake? Joey freaked out. The Secret Service pounced on him as he screamed, Oh, I'll make you some goddamn cake, Mr. President! Joey never tried to fight them. He would have lost. He merely made them into a cake and covered them with frosting. The Secret Service had gone to pouncing school for years and were pouncing experts, but one school they had never gone to, not even for half a semester, was how not to be in a cake school. Thanks, the president said around mouthfuls of people cake. Realizing the wily head of state had tricked him into doing exactly what he hadn't wanted to do, Joey decided to go insane. He began stacking things everywhere into layers and frosting them. Everything he could find. He stacked automobiles and frosted them. He stacked autoerotic mobiles and frosted them. They came like crazy and tried to beep their thank yous but couldn't because they were no longer horny. He even stacked decks which got him beaten up in old western saloons which he then frosted. He turned masons into bricklayer cake. He turned statues into marble cake. He used the Greek columns and 
in front of the Supreme Court building as stands for a multi-tiered wedding cake, which he made from unfortunate wedding parties. His upside-down cake burrowed into the earth. He made carrot cake out of real carrots. He made cheesecake using actual cheese. Wait, everybody does that. I was trying to make this dramatic. Ah, he made German chocolate cake out of real German... chocolates. Fuck, hold up. While he was in Germany, he made a black forest cake that gave everyone mouth splinters. But it was so good they ate it anyway. When he returned to D.C., the National Guard tried to stop him. But, you know, Christ, that cake was good. Soldiers didn't care about their orders anymore unless they were orders for more cake. Once the president pardoned him, even while Joey continued to commit some of the most heinous multi-layered crimes in history, most of the fight went out of his enemies. Besides, how bad could it be? He was one man halfway through his life on a comparatively enormous planet. How much harm could he do in the big picture? Relax. Have some cake. If this story stacked you up, you can ice it and other poundings. Ah, I should have made a pound cake joke back there. At the web teat of the sickly sweet, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Tango constantly on top of the comments for this post or Petri mail me and we'll watch the Dick Van Dyke Show marathon at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or mispronounce those gross moldy dishes your roommate leaves all over the kitchen at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever we're swinging for the neighbor's fences, the SF and SF Signal stands for switching families. That milestone when we realize the SFSignal.com key party has gotten wildly out of hand. I traded in the children I helped bring into this world for a cactus and an aquarium. And the aquarium doesn't even have any fish in it. It's just got a cactus in it. Which, let's just say, has been overwatered. Where are you going, young fellow my lad, on this glittering morn of May? I'm going to follow twitter.com slash upwithgravity, dad. He's desperate for friends, they say. With all respect to Robert Service, following me on Twitter is way better than fighting in World War One. That's about the best I can say for it. Go look at matthewsanbornsmith.com if you want to find out what other types of crap I've been up to. The answer is is only the finest types. Wait, now that I've said that, you don't need to go there anymore. Shit. Why didn't I edit that out? What the hell is wrong with me? Money makes the merry-go-round. Make me merry with a couple of bucks right up my donate button on the homepage so that people who aren't even alive yet can listen to the show, assuming they're going to be born in the next couple of days and listen while they're still in the hospital. This podcast scoots erratically all over the living room carpet, leaving an unidentifiable trail of some goddamn thing or other. I don't want to know what it is to tell you the truth. I just want it out of my living room and into my bedroom. Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Until catastrophe denotes the possessive form of feline, this will bob to the surface as Matthew Sanborn Smith and remind you a stitch in time is the only way to repair a rip in the space-time continuum. Good night.